Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerdcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and this week we have no comic books to talk about whatsoever. Not that I haven't been reading any, I've actually been reading a lot of The Amazing Spider-Man. I'm still getting through the Nick Spencer run, which was started in 2018. I think I'm somewhere in 2020 now. It's been two years of his comics, and... It, it's had its ups and downs. I don't. I still don't think it's my favorite run of the Amazing Spider-Man. There have been some fun moments in it, but I just I haven't had a moment where I've really wanted to talk about what's going on over there. Just because it's really all, not all that entertaining for now. <laughs> uh, in other comic book news, since we've just already just kicked into this episode, it's going to be a really short episode, people. So um, you better strap on your seatbelts because. I'm hitting the little red button that, you know, in Men in Black that he that K tells Jay not to hit. And then he hits it later in the, the movie and then it just balls to the wall upside down through a tunnel. Yeah, that kind of shit. Um, oh, yeah. What was I talking about? Comic book. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a whirlwind of a day. Um, Saga is coming back finally. It's been on like a four-year hiatus it feels like i can't remember the last time a a saga book uh like floppy came out but it's coming back now so i'm super excited for that i went to a comic book shop and i asked them about their um subscription program because if you didn't know this um, people who maybe aren't too familiar with comic book shops you can get a subscription with them and what that is is it's like your own little personal box where any comic books that you want to like follow you know like automatically they will pull them off the shelves and put them into your box and then when you have time usually and they usually ask for at least once a month you would excuse me i just ate too so i got the burps but uh you know like once a month uh, you would show up to the shop pay for all your books and then yeah you got all your comic books you know you didn't have to like i've been doing nowadays like scurrying from comic book to comic book shop hoping to find some issue that came out maybe three, four weeks ago, but now sold out everywhere because comic book shops do not buy hundreds of copies of these issues. Let's face it, you know, that's not how they work. So you got to hope and like having a subscription service and being subscribed to a comic book kind of guarantees you to get an issue of that. So that's really nice. And sometimes for people who are subscribers to different shops, you get some bonuses, man. Like sometimes cheaper comics, they might throw in extra comics every now and then or give you cool suggestions, new comics that you might like based on what you're subscribed to already. And so it's a really awesome service and it's a great way to support any kind of local, even if they're not local, a comic book shop that you may or may not frequent. I have one that's within an hour from me now. And so anytime I'm over in that town, I like to stop by, even though it's not always the easiest thing for me to do. That's why I have Marvel Unlimited. So that way I can read as many comic books as I want um, from the comfort of my own home and don't have to journey you know on a two-hour like fellowship to get comic books because you know it's not easy for us that live outside the city to do or outside a city to do so uh, you know that's that there's ways around it though like i said ways to mitigate that with either subscription services so you only have to show up once a month to get the books you 
uh, love and want to enjoy, or you can do digital services. Like, I, and I do a little bit of both. So, I'm your man. And other news. So we talked a little bit about Saga, which is hands down my favorite book. I know I've talked about Saga on multiple other occasions. So go go find one of those episodes and listen to me just gush about the story. But speaking of comic book shops, I was in the uh, the one that's closest to me. Man, I got to plug their name. I can't remember it. It's like Heroes and Collectibles, I think. I, man, I can't even remember. And I'd be lying to you if I told you that was their actual name. Wait, I have a flyer here. Pop Culture Power Con. Nope, no, that's for a convention that's going to be coming up in Stafford, Texas. March 31st through April 2nd. It's a... Uh, at the Stafford Center in Stafford, Texas, tickets are on sale now at www.pwrshows.com. I've never been to this event, but it looks kind of cool. Um, let's see. Special guests attending Pop Culture Con. Uh, we have Larry Hama, who looks like he's done. He's either written or drawn for G.I. Joe. Uh, Morgan Lofting, who voiced a character in G.I. Joe. Looks like the evil woman. Uh, Greg Berger, who did some Transformers work. Cal Dodd, who it looks like he did some X-Men, like the 90s cartoon X-Men. Zach Hoffman from G.I. Joe. Angel Medina, who looks like he's written or drawn some Spawn books. And I think that, is that Spider-Man? I don't know. And then Andrew Wildman, who's done some, looks like some older comics as well. So I see some X-Men in there. And I can't make it. It's a really small flyer. They look, they pick terrible pictures for this, but uh, Pop Culture Power Con. I was interested enough to pick up a flyer, and it's in Stafford, which is outside of Houston, like in one of the suburbs. Uh, and it doesn't take me long to get there, you know. And I like, I typically like conventions and venues like this because they're not crazy expensive, which is really the nice thing. Because when you don't spend hundreds of dollars, or like, well, like. I don't know what's the most I've ever spent on a convention ticket. Maybe eighty. I think eighty-five is probably the most I've ever spent on a convention ticket. But when you don't have to spend that much money, you have more money for buying books and artwork and other cool vendor stuff that's there. And you know, so that's why I've always enjoyed the smaller conventions because they will have really cool stuff, cool artists, and cool guests to see at a lower price. So, uh, Pop Culture Power Con, March thirty-first through April second this year in Stafford, Texas, at the Stafford Center. And that's a free plug for them. I just grabbed that, found it interesting. And still don't know the name of that comic book shop. <laughs> um, but uh, while I was there, I came across a book I had no idea existed. Well, the the first part of this book existed. It's called Shirtless Bear Fighter. And it is as ridiculous and awesome as it sounds. Well, they came out with a Shirtless Bear Fighter 2, which is it's now in issue six as the most recent issue. And thankfully this guy, uh, the owner had all the issues, issues one through six. So I was able to pick those all up. I'm going to burn through this story. Uh, I don't even know if six wraps it up. I think for the first run, it only went five or six issues also. So maybe this wraps up this, uh, little part, part two, of shirtless bear fighter two, or well, I guess it's part one. It is just the story of shirtless bear fighter two. And um, it, it, like I said, it is as ridiculous as it sounds. It's a dude and he's going to fight bears. And yes, he will be shirtless. So you can be expecting that. <laughs> and that's really it for the comic book news, man. Uh, 
I'm trying to get back into it. Like I said, things have finally been like slowing down in my life enough where I can kind of kick back and enjoy things again. I feel like I haven't been able to enjoy things. I've just been so stressed and focused on work and getting fully qualified. And now that I'm almost there, like I'm within a mere few days of it finally being the truth, you know, like it being a real a realization. I'm so excited and uh, I've been kind of like celebrating to myself by like rewarding myself. Like what's that a uh, TikTok meme like where he's like, it's like a reward. <laughs> That's me right now with comics. Um, anyway, let's get into some really the only thing I got left to wrap things up is nifty nerd news stuff. And it's quite a bit of different stories that have just accumulated over this past week. And so I, that's kind of really what I wanted to focus on. So bear with me, it's quite a bit, and hopefully there's something here that might pique your interest. Uh, Starting up first, it looks like the guy who um, started the Fire Festival, I don't know if you remember uh, Fire Festival, there's some interesting documentaries on Hulu is one of them, and Netflix had another documentary on Fire Festival. Um... (laughs) You would just have to go watch it, man. Uh, Basically, to sum it up, though, as a guy who pretty much pulled off one of the biggest frauds that I've ever seen before and would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for his Dubro friends and him being just a complete dipshit, uh, essentially, he made a bunch of promises and set up, like, shitty, like... I don't know. It's like when you, you know you order something from Walmart or HEB online, and then you have to swap it out with some shitty off-brand version of what you really wanted. That's kind of like what this dude was doing with Fire Festival, but then also just fully not delivering on any of these promises and like not paying people, and it was just it was all kinds of crazy shit, dude. And he was taking people's money, and basically he was trying to pay for the event on future money that he didn't even have. And it was just pretty crazy because then when all this shit's not falling through and things are getting horrible and people are showing up to this island, which he was doing it on, and um, they had nowhere to stay, nothing to eat and things like that, it started getting very real and very serious very fast. And so that guy is, um, his name was Billy McFarland. There you go. That's his name. He is looking to start another type of festival. He wants to make a comeback. And, um... I'm definitely hitting the doubt button on this. Like, I am definitely... Anything that this dude is going to be involved in, I am going to be scrutinizing very well. I would rather pay for tickets at the gate when I know there is a gate to pay for tickets at. (laughs) I don't think this is going to be a Taylor Swift situation where you're never going to get a ticket. I I feel... I, I pray most people have learned from this guy to and not to trust him. And so we'll see how that goes. But I just found it very amusing because I'm expecting another documentary to put out, be put out by basically the the second coming of Firefest or something like that. Um, speaking of things like that, actually, I don't have anything even remotely close to that. But moving on to some Adult Swim, swim moves news. Well... Adult Swim is moving. There is news that Adult Swim is moving away from uh, Justin Roiland, who is the 
co-creator and voice actor, like main voice actor for the Rick and Morty show. He's done, what's that other show? Or no, it's a video game called High on Life, which I just started to play, which is hilarious, by the way. But, oh, oh, Justin Roiland's in some pretty big trouble for some, like, I don't know if it was actual sexual assault allegations or kind of like, I guess it's more of a, grooming and it looks like domestic violence charges charges are being uh he's being accused of these things and it's it's definitely not a good look because supposedly some people in the past have made reference to this and how people are just you know sweeping it under the rug and now all this starting to come out again and you know what I i think adult swim is doing the right thing here by distancing themselves from this guy. I, however, think they're doing the wrong thing and being like, well, let's keep Rick and Morty and we'll just find someone else to voice uh, the Rick and Morty thing, which, you know, that's a whole thing in and of itself. And that's kind of really the one thing I wanted to focus on versus, I mean, apparently, look, this Royland, Justin Royland, who uh, is a domestic violence person, is trash, you know? Um, you don't you don't do that shit, man. You gotta treat people better. You don't like just be better, okay? <laughs> like that that and that's really all that needs to be said. Like just be better. Like don't be an ass, man, and don't text underage people. <laughs> that too. Um, but like trying to continue a show that is very known for its voice acting, much like a family guy or any of those line of shows. And now you're trying to do it without your principal voice actors, regardless of what type of people they are, is a very difficult thing to do. Yes, you have people out there that can interpret those voices and and do a very good copycat version of those voices. But being able to do the actual acting that comes along with it is not always the easiest thing in the world. I'm not saying these people can't do that, but I know it's not just going to... If Adult Swim things is going to be super simple just to plug and play someone new, I I hope they have a plan in place. Because, one, the show is going to also carry that baggage of what Royland left behind along. So not only is the show going to be scrutinized for what it does in the show because of what one of its co-creators did in the real world, it's going to be scrutinized for the, the voice acting as well on top of that. And so I feel like Rick and Morty going forward is definitely going to be fighting an uphill battle. Now I've enjoyed the show and I haven't been really keeping up with it, but I enjoy the parts of it that I've seen because I think it's funny and stupid and just very different than any other cartoon that I are like just any show that I've watched uh, in recent memory. So, so like I, in, in some ways I'm rooting for it to be able to continue beyond this. And in other ways, I just kind of I mean, what little in, I wouldn't say little, but what interest I did have in the show is dwindling now because of these um accusations and how these things are unfolding so we'll we'll see how things play out for there um what else oh 
Uh, update on Jeremy Renner. So we did talk about Jeremy Renner and how he was put into the hospital. He was run over by a snowplow. Well, a police report finally came out, and we now know the reason why this happened. It was because Jeremy Renner was trying to be the real-world Hawkeye and save like his adult nephew from also being run over by said plow. So um, I guess he was trying to use the snowplow, which was on, like, tank tracks and stuff to help pull his nephew out who got stuck in the snow either he forgot to put the parking brake on or something happened where that fail safe failed uh and the snowplow began rolling down the hill or rolling in a way where it was going to hurt other people and jeremy renner jumped in literally to save the day and ended up getting severely hurt because of it he's doing rehab now he's back at home he seems like he's in good spirits but uh, hearing, like, you know, like, he did something to help someone else, you know. He, he ended up getting real-life hurt, very, very much like the real Hawkeye, <laughs> uh, to save someone else. It, you know, that's, that's the, like, the, like the, the silver lining of this story in a way. Now, granted, it's a very thin silver lining because Jeremy Renner is hurt AF. <laughs> and that's, that's no bueno. And we wish him a speedy uh, recovery and everything, but... You know, real heroes, man. They really exist out there. Maybe, you know, these these actors who play these characters for so long start to develop some of their ideologies and sense of just righteousness in, in a way, I guess. I don't know. I just I found it as just an interesting thing that to come out of this story. Uh, speaking of interesting things to come out, not like that, but just interesting news articles to break. Uh, in a recent interview, Tobey Maguire has said that he would gladly come back to play Spider-Man if asked. Um, it was an interview with Variety magazine, or at least that's where the article I have comes from. And they they were basically asking him, like, what what would you do if Sony called? And he was like, why wouldn't I? Like, like one, the character's done so much for, uh, I'm, I'm, that's me really paraphrasing, but like, you know, how much Spider-Man has meant to Tobey Maguire, uh, being able to come back to do the uh, No Way Home storyline and have a lot of fun with that. He said he, he looked forward to that, like to be able to have that fun in that world and play around with that character again. And he would be more than down to do it again, which has everyone geeking out, including myself, because although he was never my favorite Spider-Man, I really loved him as a Peter Parker. But playing this old, like in a way, old man Spider-Man, like, oh, man, if you could get a, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did it in Into the Spider-Verse, a Jake. Uh, God, what was his last name? I don't know. He's Nick Miller from uh, New Girl, but <laughs> Jake is his first name. That's all I remember. Um, get, like get them like back and forth together. I think that would be a lot of fun. It was like the old men Spider Men, and like some who knows what the next Spider Man story will be. You know, like that. That's the thing. It could be anything. Like, or they can just do a side story now. Do a live action Spider Verse story and have fun with that. Who knows? You know, I'm not. I'm not a producer, or a creator, or an executive. So, I definitely don't know what's going to be going on. But maybe, maybe this is him, like kind of being like, well, hey, you know, um, not to put words in people's mouths, but I'm, I'm. I'm DTF with the Spider-Mans if the Spider-Mans are DTF with me. So hopefully hopefully everyone is uh, down to uh, DTF, down to FWIP, 
you know, because Spider-Man flip flips. And that was a joke I didn't realize I was writing in my head as it was coming out. And now that it has, I feel pretty fucking smart. <laughs> um, great news is, and then now I believe if you go to, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you go to the Nintendo uh, online store, you will find the... I say new game, but it's not. It's a very old game of GoldenEye 007 and like all its original glory. Not not some fucked up remaster, better graphics version of GoldenEye, which would just be a bastardization of the game. No, this is the sweet, beautiful N64 glory of the game, but updated to the Switch controller and things like that. So it, it definitely will be running at a better frame rate and stuff like that. Or I assume it would be because, you know, Switch is a better system than Nintendo 64. Yeah, I said it. And uh, But they're bringing back all the fun things you remember. I mean, you got the storyline, which people, I guess, played at some point. But the multiplayer, man. Big head mode. I think there was, like, gorilla mode where it give you big arms, too, and shit. Tiny bodies. Paintball mode. Um, but with the added bonus now of online multiplayer, which is what has me super stoked for the new Gold, or the GoldenEye game. Because... Being able to relive those old, well, you won't do the split screen anymore because now it's online. But, you know, it, it, it still give you those little nostalgia kicks where, like, you and, like, three of your friends are playing, like, in someone's living room or den or bedroom, you know. And you got the split screen for and you're doing, like, trip mines only or paintball mode or just having fun yelling at each other. And, like, I miss those days a lot and so it'd be fun to bring that back and it looks like nintendo's kind of filming it man like i'm so happy they are bringing like they've been doing the emulator stuff because i grew up with like a super nintendo some and my cousin had a regular nintendo so i played a few games with that but i really grew up with the super nintendo and then the nintendo 64 and they have been bringing back some of my favorite games from the n64 era like pokemon snap um, what was it? Uh, episode one pod racing now golden eye, uh, perfect dark was another one. I can't remember if there's actually perfect dark out right now, but there's a, a bunch of N64 games that you can play through the Nintendo 64 emulator with the expansion pass and all that stuff. And I, I'm just getting really excited and talking really fast about this, but so I've just been so I've been having so much fun with my Nintendo switch lately with everything that they've been doing with the, the new Pokemon games and everything like that. That sometimes I feel bad for my Xbox because I've been neglecting it. Luckily, my wife has been playing Kingdom Hearts on it, so my Xbox is still getting love. Um, but not nearly as much as my Nintendo Switch is. Speaking of Xbox, um, this next bit of news story stuff revolves around this and revolves around conservative political parties. Um... And it's kind of been kind of weird because this has been popping up recently on my news stuff, but Republicans have been getting kind of weird, man. <laughs> They've been getting really upset about a lot of weird things here recently. Um, so I don't even know where to start with this. So uh, like this rage and this outrage is, uh, I'm sure, been going on for quite a while, but it's really been just getting, in my eyes, ridiculous as of late. Uh, I think it all started with the Eminem characters, uh, and Eminem decided to kind of change up their characters and a guy 
Tucker Carlson got really upset that the green M&M was not going to be sexy anymore. Like, how dare they? Like, why would they change something that's been, I don't know, fuckable? Like, I don't know what he was really getting at with this. And like, this isn't even like very new. Like, this is like a much older story. But people and like, it seems like the right wing media is getting very upset about things like this. And then they happen to uh, come across a small uh, Joker story in a Joker comic book. And it wasn't even like the main story of the Joker comic. It was like just a funny offshoot of the comic where something happens to the Joker, like a magical potion or a poison. I don't know. But it gives him like it makes him look pregnant, like behave and look pregnant and eventually ends up the way he gives quote unquote birth to whatever demon baby is inside of him is he like vomits up a mud clay creature and it turns into him or something like i don't know i didn't read the story because i don't really read dc books but i I at least looked in enough to realize oh this is not like the main story and this isn't like some crazy thing that dc is trying to push on our youth of like oh the joker can get pregnant now because he is like equal and gender fluid i don't know but like that's kind of what it sounded like they were trying to get at was like oh this is woke comic book shit and i was like no this is dumbass comic book shit that just dumbass shit like don't try to spin this thing just for i guess because you don't have anything to talk about like i I really don't like that's the only thing i can think why all this stuff is being talked about is because there's literally nothing to be talked about right now (laughs) um and then, like, in one of the latest ones, and why I brought it up with through Xbox, is so Microsoft is setting up a way where, you know, like, for a lot of us, um, we our Xbox just gets put into a sleep mode, which still uses some power, but, you know, it has it on standby, so it's, like, instantly turns on, things like that. Well, now they want to have it where I guess the default setting is that it completely shuts off. So it can still do some background things, but it uses way less power, and in fact... In doing so, Microsoft plans to reduce its carbon footprint by like a, a quite a bit amount just by making their Xboxes uh, go to a more lower power shutoff setting, if a complete shutoff on its own. And somehow, and I think it was Tucker Carlson again, it was just right-wing news outlet, got upset and is claiming that Microsoft is trying to take away your Xbox or take control of your Xboxes. But the problem is, one, you can already have this setting in your Xbox now. It's just they're changing it from, like, the setting you choose to the default mode. And then, two, you can still choose to have it remain the same as it is now where it's just running in standby in the background. So, like, you still have the choice to just keep things the same? But, like, I don't know, man. And, and maybe it's just, well, first off, from what I know, Fox News is not actual news. It has been legally labeled as entertainment. And like, and that's from them themselves, so they could not take responsibility for, like, false claims and accusations, which they were in trouble with in the law. And I'm pretty sure that's an actual thing that happened. That I, And so you can look it up. That They are labeled... Are, are legally labeled as an entertainment outlet and not a news outlet um, because of said allegations. Or right, that's just a fun rumor that someone started. I don't know, but I, I love it. <laughs> um, but like, it's just why? 
Why, why, why? Like, why be upset about this thing? Why be upset about doing the actual, like, most, like, un... There's nothing to it. You are saving electricity. You are, and, like, not even just, like, environmentally. Like, as a human being, as me as a person, with my Xbox not being on and using up as much juice every night... That's going to save me, who knows, a couple dollars a month, maybe even 10 or more a month. Who who knows? On electricity bills. like And plus, with the collective of us doing that, it's going to also have a positive effect on the environment because that's less like demand, electrical demand and things like that. Like it, I, I, I just see it as a win and doing nothing. Like that's like if... You know, like for us like who put gas on the car, if they, oh, we, well, guess what? We all changed the formula where you're going to get the same bang out of the gas. It's just now it's much cleaner and better for the environment. And you literally have to do nothing. Just keep going to the pump like you normally do and put gas in your car. And like, let's say there's no cost difference. Oh, it's actually going to save you money is what it's going to do. That's like being upset about that. Like, I know if they came out with a, a type of gas that saved me money, was probably better for the environment, and I had to do nothing different in my life and get nothing added to my car to do that, that's a win. So I don't get why we're upset by that. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why we're upset that M&Ms aren't sexy anymore. And I don't understand why people are upset that video games won't, like, they're upset at video games for quote-unquote from them, quote-unquote limiting your video game experience, except when someone gets shot and killed or, like, a kid shoots up a school, they're the first people to blame video games for said thing. So, like, what is happening, Fox? Like, what is happening, right wing? Like, please make it make sense to me because it doesn't right now. And... I just, I don't know. I'm upset because <laughs> I want things to make sense, but they just don't. <laughs> With that being said, that's pretty much the last thing I wanted to cover and just have a little bit of a rant there. Just, to, I needed to blow off some steam, okay? Because it just, it, 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 trying to wrap my head around this has been frustrating. <laughs> But the last bit of news I want to leave you guys with um, Comic Palooza, which is like the largest comic book convention here in Texas, and probably one of the bigger ones in the country, is going is coming back. Well, it's been back, um, but this year is a little bit different because this year I finally once again applied for a podcast partnership with Comic Palooza, um, just to kind of be a part of it again. I haven't been a part of it for like four years now and I've started a new show and I decided to reach out uh, see uh, what I can do to get involved again and just be a part of that and hopefully reunite with some podcast friends and do interviews and have fun with that and um, possibly go to the convention and maybe a day or two to have fun and, and see everything. I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. Cause right now all I've done is applied. I, I, I don't have any, any like news positive or negative, whether I got it, there's no confirmations yet or anything like that, but I'm hoping that they remembered me <laughs> because when I was the Bri Fi podcast, I was very much involved with comic Palooza. I was hosting panels, uh, having major comic book guests, 
on and really making a lot of friends there and, and having a lot of fun doing the things um, doing all the things there and being a part of that environment is always great. And even if I, I'm not there as a podcaster, a, a, par, a partner podcast, I would love, uh, I'm planning definitely to try to go there as a guest and really enjoy the festivities. And so uh, there you'll be hearing more news from me about comic Palooza, whether I'm a partner or not. And as we get closer to that and like tickets and guests and things like that. So please, uh, bear with us and just know that you're going to hear a lot of plugs for things this year because now I'm getting back into the swing of things. Now I'm getting back into the excitement of things and I want to uh, share not only conventions, but I want to share creators. I want to share content and I just want to have a lot of freaking fun doing all these things. You know, maybe on Twitch I'll have interviews like live interviews and stuff that we can uh, enjoy and have fun with. I, I don't know. We'll see how we can make this all work. But that's it for this week, guys. Thank you all so much for joining me and listening to my spiel and talk about things. And we will see you all next week. Bri-fi out. Bye.